Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. And thanks for joining us in the defense of truth, justice, and the American way. Great to have you with us, and I have to say, matters aren't improving in Joe Biden's White House. You may have noticed that Vice President Kamala Harris is lying low. We haven't heard a thing from her for a while, and we sure don't see her of late. Not a bad thing, just an observation. President Biden has been making a few observations of his own. The Daily Mail reporting that Mr. Biden is upset about, quote, being kept out of the loop in the baby formula crisis, end quote. And Mr. Biden reportedly is furious that his approval ratings are below President Trump's lowest approval ratings ever. And he's not pleased with reports of infighting in the White House either. White House morale is apparently in the dumps. President Biden is also more than a little annoyed to learn that many Americans believe him to be the worst president since Jimmy Carter, and many believe him to be the worst president, period. The Dems' prospects in the November elections are worsening by the day, and President Biden has to know he's a big part of the problem. But he's not the Marxist Dems' only problem, not when the January 6th committee is looking like something that Joseph Stalin would have set up, And Speaker Pelosi is acting as though the Capitol Police are hers to use as she wishes, as questions abound about why she didn't accept President Trump's offer of National Guard troops on January 6th. Why weren't the Capitol Police better prepared on that day? And why won't she release 14,000 hours of video of the demonstrations and the riot? And another question arises. Why did Capitol Police illegally enter Congressman Troy Nell's office, take pictures of a whiteboard, and then apparently try to cover it all up? The Capitol Police Inspector General just reported his findings, which were, let's say, not exactly in-depth or highly specific, but did at least acknowledge that the entry may have been illegal. More to come. Congressman Nell's is our guest today. And you should know that the congressman is a former sheriff and longtime law enforcement officer in the state of Texas, and one of five congressmen who on January 6th stood up alongside the Capitol Police to protect the House chamber from any intruders. Now, Congressman Nels is also concerned about other intruders, illegal immigrants who are flooding our southern border by the millions, millions, five to seven million expected to cross that border this year. And now we learn there's a caravan of 15,000 headed directly for the southern border to coincide with the Summit of the Americas in Los Angeles this week. Congressman Nels, good of you to join us here on The Great America Show. I understand you've also written President Biden to remind him that he has a constitutional duty to secure that border and end 
the invasion of illegal immigrants into this country. Did Mr. Biden reply yet? Yeah, yeah, certainly. <laughs> he heard from me. I also hear from Mayor Pete that the Department of Transportation, too. No, you don't hear anything, quite honestly, when you write these letters, but doesn't mean that you shouldn't write the letters. Exactly. Well, I'm glad you do, because it reminds a lot of people that it is his constitutional duty that he's forfeiting in a number of ways, not only under the invasion clause, but uh, every other aspect of taking an oath to defend this country. This president is uh, flagrantly violating his oath and the Constitution. Uh, where are we now uh, with the, the invasion? We're expecting somewhere between five and seven million more illegal immigrants to cross that border in this next year. Uh, I, I mean, it's out of control. The cartels are in charge, thanks to this president. Yes, Lou, and, and, and they're estimating, obviously, the Title 42, the, the number of uh, uh, illegals that are positioned, staging the northern part of Mexico, just waiting to come over. But they've been coming over now for 18 months. This right. president invited these individuals over here before he was even sworn in. He said, come on over. And everybody thought... You know, it was the Northern Triangle. Hell, 160 countries. Individuals from 160 countries have come over across our southern border. Ecuador, I mean, how do they even know about this? It's because our president got on, started talking and said, it, our border's open, you're all invited in, come in. So what did you expect was going to take place? So now we're up to several thousand a day. It's been this way. A couple million have come in. And they're going to continue to come in because he. This is by design. I, I, I hope people don't actually think that this administration does not know how to address this. Oh, they can. They can help stop this. They could stop it if they would revert back to Trump's policies. The remain in Mexico, build the right. wall, all of that. No catch and release. But they're doing just the opposite because this is by design, Lou. This is exactly what they want. And, you know, Breitbart reporting in the Del Rio sector, the Border Patrol apprehended 4,000 uh, migrants, as they call them. I call them illegals uh, over the Memorial Day weekend. And, and a thousand of them got away, uh, 1,400, as they put it, uh, 1,600 rather, uh, got away. I mean, this is just another day on the border, right? And the, in the gotaways, they refer to the individuals they, they weren't able to identify. Uh, the Border Patrol refers them to as the gotaways. And, and Lou, those are the bad hombres we need to be concerned about because I've been down to the border. I'm sure you've been there before. Most of the people yeah. walking across the Rio Grande and stuff, they've got the white flag. They're surrendering. They, they want to be apprehended and, and, and taken into custody because they know once they're in custody and they go through that process, they're going to be released and scattered into this country of ours. So it's the ones that are, are avoiding apprehension. They're the ones that we should be concerned about because they're the ones that have something to hide. They're the ones that are either bringing in all this fentanyl that are killing 100,000 Americans a year, or they're the ones with the human traffickers, the gang members, the MS-13, the ones on terrorist watch list. Those are the bad hombres that we really need to be concerned about. And, and sex trafficking uh, in particular, uh, not even usually on, uh, on the list. But all of this is brought to us by, and I love the idea of the transnational cartels rather than the Mexican drug cartels. That's what they are. Uh, 
uh, first and foremost, and why that pleases people to call them transnational. It, it sort of takes some pressure, I guess, off of Mexico, but that's where they operate. That's uh, their home base. And now they can call home base uh, Texas, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, California, uh, the, both sides of that border. They own it right now, don't they? No question. Just last weekend in my district, I held a uh, a law enforcement roundtable. I had agencies from the federal, state, local, county level. I had Homeland Security there. I had the DEA. Uh, I had uh, a Texas Alcohol and Beverage Commission, and they are charged in the state of Texas to address human trafficking. Obviously, the DEA is charged with drugs and how to you know deal with drugs coming across the southern border. And then Homeland Security, they're also addressing all sorts of issues to include working with the DEA and Texas and Alcohol and Beverage Commission here in Texas. And I tell you, it was a grim report, what they were talking about. I said to them, I said, when you get done briefing this, they said, it appears to me you are struggling to find uh, uh, an answer to the crises that we have, specifically the southern border. And I believe this administration is aiding and abetting. They're complicit. Yeah. They're aiding and abetting in the crime of human trafficking. No doubt I mean, about it. And, and, and I think, why isn't anybody seem to be doing they should all, it's almost criminal what this administration is doing as it relates to the southern border. I mean, we know fentanyl are killing 100,000 people a year, but yet we know that it's coming from the southern border, coming across our southern border, China to Mexico, coming through. And they don't seem to care. They just this administration doesn't seem to care. And the media is not talking about it. Right. I don't I don't get too many people in my district saying, hey, sheriff, what are we doing about all this fentanyl killing people? I've had more people asking me about gun control in the last seven days than I've ever had anybody ask about fentanyl. It's because the media doesn't want to talk about it because it would be it's the responsibility of this administration to secure the damn southern border, specifically Congress, I should say. It's Congress responsibility to secure the southern border. And they have they've chosen not to. Well, and we've got, uh, I noticed today an article on Paul Ryan, former Speaker of the House, Republican Speaker of the House, uh, going out to talk uh, and campaign for people who voted to impeach President Trump. He doesn't talk about the southern border, doesn't talk about drugs. He doesn't talk about the accomplishments of the of the Trump administration on the border, which were uh, in, in seismic in, uh, in terms of impact. Uh, and the first uh, reaction we've seen to the to the border since uh, since really the 1980s uh, in, in this country, this has been a long running uh, problem. I can tell you this, that I was a young reporter working uh, often with the DEA, the FBI, uh, the Yuma County Sheriff's Office uh, and the DEA, ATF. Uh, in the interdiction teams between the federales and the provincial police in Sonora. I, I mean, we're going back 40 years, Congressman, 40 years. And That's we're, right. face, we're facing an even more harrowing and disastrous uh, situation on that border, a crisis uh, by comparison. We called it a crisis back then in the 70s. But it's a, it, it, this makes that look like child's play. You're absolutely right, Lou, and you said it. You, we had the most secure border under Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, than we've had in 40 years. It was secure. And Donald Trump had to do it on his own because Paul Ryan failed in many ways. 
We had both chambers. We had the House and the Senate. And Donald and Donald Trump is our president. And Congress didn't have the the guts, I guess, the will to secure our southern border. We had the means to do it. We're the most powerful country in the world. We just didn't have the will to do it. And shame on them. And it took a bold, dynamic leader such as Donald Trump to secure the southern border. And it was the most secure border in 40 years. But when I listen to these agents from Texas talk about human trafficking and the stories of what's happening to some of these young ladies and these kids, children, children, what's happening to them along the way. And I said, I don't know, is 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 President Trump? Is he or uh, Biden not talking to the right DEA agents or is he just listening to the leadership? Is Biden not talking to the Border Patrol agents that are working the ground each and every day? These agents that are investigating human trafficking, because if he would hear their stories, if he heard their story, he wouldn't he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care. And and that to me, it's criminal. It's worth an impeachment at a minimum. What he's doing on our southern border. Anybody who cares about this country would be on that border. He would be looking to see what is going on on that border, what the cartels are doing and what they are. They're ravaging of major portions of four of our the four border states. Uh, they have torn up northern Mexico. Uh, we've got the, we've got the, the Mexican army basically positioned to protect the capital and the, the federal government of Mexico because they no longer can control. Uh, they're not in control and Juarez, you, you name it. Uh, they're out of control and the, and the cartels are running the deal. And if, if Trump, people forget Trump famously said, we're going after the cartels. We're shutting them down. He's the first president in American history to say we're shutting down the cartels. And he got a long ways toward that effort. Uh, and then, you know, the establishment, the corporatist media, uh, corporate America, Wall Street couldn't stand that because they wanted that free labor. They wanted they wanted to support those cartels. There's no other explanation that the Marxist Dems are a pro cartel party and American people are going to pay a hell of a price and already playing uh, playing a hell of a price for what uh, is transpiring. And I think this is, again, this is by design. This is about votes in the future. Uh, Make no mistake, the administration knows uh, exactly what they're doing because this is exactly what they want. They want these people to come into this country. They're flying them around, scattering them around all these different states, mm-hmm. right? They're does anybody know where these guys are going? I mean, does they're anybody send them to Wisconsin and everywhere else? Cause they're eventually they want to give them all amnesty and eventually allow them to vote. Lou, that's what this is. If they're coming back across with the Biden shirts on, what do you think they're going to do? The uh, Democrats uh, are going to say you're here because uh, of us. And now support the Democrats. That's what this is. And we don't know where they are. We don't know where what they're doing. We've got a labor shortage in this country. And we know that we've got over 2 million illegal immigrants that have come in under in, in just uh, under 18 months under Joe Biden. 2 million. Uh, I don't know where they're living. I don't know who's supporting them. And by the way, neither, neither does any corporatist media because no one is trying to find out. Now it's up to the states to try to clean up the mess. And that's why you see 
you know, the state legislature and Texas Governor Abbott doing what he can to yeah. deploy Department of Public Safety, National Guard down there. There was a soldier that ended up drowning down there a month or so mm-hmm. ago, trying to rescue a couple that were in distress in the water. So now it's the states that cleaning up the mess. It's local law enforcement. It's our local school districts, Lou, because now the Constitution says that you're going to have to educate them. So now it's causing a strain on our public school systems. Uh, my wife's a principal of an elementary school. She knows what she's talking about. You're seeing more and more uh, burdens placed on our school districts, our local and county and state governments, because when you start bringing in tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people a year, what do you think that's going to do? It's well, going know- to cause local governments a problem. And you've seen it at the southern borders with the, at the southern border with our counties. Those mayors and stuff are 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 very, very upset about all this. And they're saying we can't maintain this. We we are overwhelmed with the number of people coming through that southern border. And the president just doesn't seem to listen because he's never he has never placed the American people first. He no. just won't do it. No. As a matter of fact, he's doing everything he can uh, to to attack this country, to undercut this country and working men and women and their families all across the country. It's that simple. It's that straightforward. He's only been president for 17 months, not even quite 17 months. It's, it's stunning to think of the damage that he's done, the pain that is, he's inflicted, whether it's inflation, whether it is the turmoil in our markets, uh, an economy that is slowing down, hyperinflation, gasoline prices, food prices, you name it, and a border. You're talking about the local governments being overwhelmed. No question about that, too. And you talk about Joe Biden, how he's destroyed this country in 17 months. We have another, you know, well, well, we need at least another 30 months out of this guy, because believe it or not, as bad as he is, she, Kamala, would be worse than he. I mean, I, I'm I'm devastated to even think if something would happen to Joe Biden. I mean, I, I'm not hoping something happens to him. I wish him good health and that yeah. he can remain healthy for the remainder of his term. I just don't know about her because she could be more dangerous than this guy. Well, uh, and so you, you I'm can... concerned about the, the options that the American people have, because I also believe with her silliness and that goofy laugh of hers, I don't think she supports the American people. She doesn't place the American people first either, because if she did, she's been appointed the damn czar, the border czar, and she doesn't seem to ever want to talk about it. She doesn't doesn't want to visit it. it. She doesn't want to visit it, as you say. I I mean, she is a disaster. I've never seen, I don't think anybody ever imagined having two top officials of this government at any time sitting there, both of them inept. Uh, absolutely bizarre personalities and absolutely lacking. I'm just going to say not lacking. They're just ignorant. They don't know anything. Uh, And they are anti-American. They're anti-America. And it's that simple. Biden doesn't want to harden up security at our public schools. He just wants to, uh, well, he just wants to take our guns away. Uh, Now, wouldn't that be something? Well, and, and I believe in what happened in Uvalde, what happens in any school shooting. We had one here in Santa Fe, Texas, a few years ago, just tragic. Yep. And when you think that in Uvalde, this, this evil criminal, this devil went into that school and shot those children, nine, 10 years old. 
I, I mean, that is that is the work of the devil, Lou. It really is. I am I am very frustrated by what took place. I'm very frustrated anytime you see innocent children being murdered. I and I know there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking and and armchair quarterbacks out there, but I was a lawman for 30 years and eight years eight years as sheriff. I had a responsibility in a, a very large county to make sure that I worked with our local law enforcement and our school district of police to right. respond to an active shooter. And our our we were taught in, in alert training, when you get to that scene, you go in, you do not wait for backup. You don't wait for a SWAT team because seconds count. And all those officers to be stacked up along that, that hallway, I, I, I can't, I don't understand it. I, I would have had to have derailed uh, uh, and said, I'm not going to obey this direct order. I'm going in because there are children in there. And as a law enforcement officer, you are risking your lives in service to others, right? And this should have been no different. You should have gone into that room as hard as you could and done everything to eliminate that threat. That's what you're taught in the training, not to sit back and make sure other people that can bring weapons and and body armor and everything else. Horrible, horrible situation in Uvalde. The Uvalde thing, and I am not one of those people. I am as pro-police as there is uh, in this country, I, I have to say we know the protocols. We know the protocols. Really. We've known it since Columbine, uh, the time, every minute counts that's you've, uh, and I know that, uh, I I'll be the first to say, I don't know what I'd be firing warning shots on a traffic stop. I mean, I'm, you know, the, the courage that it takes to be wearing that, uh, that uniform, that badge and that gun right now is immense. And I respect deeply and thank those law enforcement officers, uh, every day. But when you've got children uh, in any school uh, subject to a madman, you have to, as you said, protocol demands it. First officer on the scene goes to the gunman, period. No stop, no deviation goes to the shooter, right? That's exactly right, Lou. And, And that was our training. We taught it. Uh, and it's it's universal. It's taught to uh, uh, law enforcement agencies and the training is all the same. So it shouldn't matter what county you're in. If you're going to a, a county to help respond to a, uh, an active shooter, even in a workplace, you go in. And and obviously they felt that they're going to use terminology. This was a barricaded subject. It wasn't an active shooter and all this other stuff. But I'm telling you right now, it just doesn't look good. It yeah. does not look good at all. Um, you know, I wasn't there, Lou, you got to, you know, you try yep. not to be critical of others in this thing, but from all the reports that I've heard, I, I, I cannot for any reason, understand why the, the dozen or so officers that were standing there, one of them didn't say, this is not a good idea, commander. I'm going in, I'm going in to see that woman who rushed by the guard, by the police broke through their lines and went into that school and grabbed her two children and hugging them outside. It's heartbreaking to think that, you know, she had to do that Uh, when they're armed, trained police officers all around her who would not break ranks and dive into that, into that situation. I just, it's, uh, Evaldi has got a lot to go through now uh, because they were going you know, it's, it's on its face. It's just such a tragedy on so many levels. 
that'll be with us for a very long time, but for the people of Vivaldi, uh, a much longer time, and it'll probably seem like eternity to them all, uh, and our hearts go out to those who lost those children. Very well said. And and then, you know, when that, when that took place and within, what, a day or so, our governor's down there working with the local officials talking about this. And then you got the, the clown on the skateboard that's now running for a third time. Now he's running for governor and he's down there trying to just uh, disrupt that that uh, press mm-hmm. conference. And 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 that's the sad part is here you got the Democrats now on the left. They politicize these shootings. And and quite honestly, I was I, I filed legislation, uh, the Public Safety Enhancement Act. They had 100,000 cops to the streets. And if you don't recall back in 94, when Biden was the president, was the chairman yeah. of the judiciary on the Senate side and the and the uh, the crime bill, Article one talked about adding police to the nation's streets. Yeah. And all I ask is that we do a reauthorize act and add law enforcement to our nation's streets and into our schools. Lou, I'm I'm a fiscal conservative, but I personally believe the Americans of people, American people would support the idea of having one uniformed armed police officer in every school in this country. If we can send 40 billion, 40 billion with a B to Ukraine, we can protect our children in our schools. And it's just not providing them with law enforcement, Lou, every teacher, former military, the ones that are trained, the ones that choose to carry a weapon should be able to carry a weapon into that classroom to help protect their children. Why wouldn't you do that? Many, many teachers want to go through this. They want to go through the training. They want to have that security with them. Many former law enforcement, former military, and that will help protect the children in the schools. I don't understand. It's all about taking guns away from from law abiding Americans. And we know it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Well, it's I've I've heard teachers uh, say, you know, I just don't want to have a gun in the classroom, period. I certainly don't want to be responsible for that gun. But he or she, that teacher is responsible for the lives of about 30 young people every day that they walk into that classroom, whether they like it or not, they're responsible for those young lives. And anyone who doesn't want to be trained in the use of a sidearm, uh, I, you know, I personally wouldn't even put up with them in the school because that's their responsibility. I personally would insist that every teacher have a sidearm to protect those children. We've got to come to our senses in this country and we've got to quit uh, tolerating uh, teachers who are more interested in talking sex with five to nine year olds for crying out loud than they are in protecting those kids. We've got to get serious about the security of these kids. And Congressman, I want to compliment you again and thank you again for focusing on that issue and uh, putting forward that legislation. And I think you're exactly right. It is a big part of the solution if we could get that done. Uh, But in the interim, we have got local school districts have the power to insist that their schools be protected, and they've got to take those steps. This is not on the Republican Party or the Democratic Party or the federal government or the White House. God God help us. It is on our school districts who have control over those schools, and they've got to take control and protect the children because no one else, no one else can do it right now. Do you agree? 
I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it is incumbent in, upon the school districts to look at their security postures, to look how they're building these schools. I mean, we want to build Taj Mahals. We want all this glass. Yeah. We want to look beautiful, uh, this and that. But maybe you ought to start thinking about maybe a few less windows, a little bit more brick, finding ways that we could have more controlled access into these schools, having locked and secure doors. My wife's elementary school, you have to get buzzed in. Yes, I guess somebody could shoot right through the, the glass, but eventually you'll need to think about bulletproof glass for these entrances because I just, to me, it's protecting our children and our government spends a lot of money foolishly. They do. We give a lot of money away for a lot of silly reasons. We need to do everything we can to provide the faculties, the staff, the teachers, and our children a safe and secure environment for learning learning. And they can't learn if they're concerned about some knucklehead coming into their school uh, and causing chaos. We can't have it. It is incumbent upon Congress to act and to act now. But it's not about infringing our rights on the Second Amendment, Second Amendment rights. And Chicago is the perfect example, Lou. They have some of the most strict gun laws in the nation. In Chicago, Lou, they have red flag laws. They have limitations on selling ammo. They require background checks for all private gun sales. They have a 72-hour waiting period. Felons and and domestic violence abusers and and mentally ill, they can't possess or purchase a firearm. They have all these, these laws in place in Chicago. And still, they have one of the most violent cities in the country. So if the laws aren't working there, the criminals don't care about our laws in this country. They're going to violate them. They're going to keep their guns. They're going to tell the government to go to hell. They do not care. So now these some of these same laws, they're going to try to pass in Washington. They're going to try to pass. Just use Chicago as the example, folks. It's not working in Chicago. It's just not. it's, It's a mess. Joe, it's an absolute mess. And it's not about infringing on the Second Amendment. I will not support that. Well, great. And, I, you know, again, I, I thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, we have got to make very clear to these, uh, these idiots in, uh, in the Democratic Party, the Marxist-led Democratic Party. No one should doubt this, by the way. Uh, this president is so impaired. He is simply, uh, he consults uh, Consult is a very nice word for what he does with uh, his puppet masters, but uh, we have a cabal running, running this guy. Uh, it's one of the reasons I don't worry about Kamala Harris, uh, Congressman, because uh, you know they're, they both work for the same people, and they're going to be doing exactly what they're told as the, they try to take over this country for the far left. Well, I, I think our school districts across the country, I think they're focused on things. Uh, that they shouldn't have to focus on. That is security. We should have security in all our schools. But what you're seeing in our school districts is they're more focused on woke. They're more focused on teaching our kids things that children don't understand about their sexuality. They're learning new definitions, new terms uh, that, that just to me should not be in the vocabulary of children in our elementary schools. And my wife's been in public education for 27 years. We owe it to her and her faculty and her staff to provide them the tools necessary to help provide a quality, a safe learning environment. And right now we just can't seem to do that because it seems like they're focused on so many other things. And so I would say, let's get back to business. 
Let's get back to providing the security they need. And the first step in the right direction is providing them a law enforcement officer that the children can look to if they have any problems. That law enforcement is there to protect them. And and let's start uh, building relationships again with law enforcement in this country. Because right now, that profession is so strained and so difficult. People are leaving it, Lou. They don't want to do this anymore. Why in the hell would you want to be a lawman today making 60000 a year with all the criticism you take? And so I just think our country lacks faith. We lack faith. We, are, we see our young people today, they're more in the de- devil worship and worshiping basketball players and, and, and reality TV stars. Maybe they need to get back into the basics and get back into Christianity and learn a little bit uh, and, and read a little bit more Bible, Lou. That's what they need to do. Read a little bit more Bible. A lot more. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Uh, parents have a difficult time now. I understand that. But to, to make certain that your children don't have a difficult time, I'd suggest that you take Congressman Nell's advice, uh, bring faith into your home, and uh, uh, you know, keep, uh, keep Christ in your heart. This is just a, a terrible time in this country. There's no way around it. I've got to turn to the Inspector General's report that confirmed that investigation of the Capitol Police, Congressman Nell's office was improperly and illegally, possibly illegally entered is the way they uh, uh, style the investigation result by Capitol Police. So my question is this. They found out now they did indeed uh, intrude into your office improperly. And I love the expression possibly illegally. What's the penalty for them? Well, the inspector general, and thank you for bringing it up, the inspector general, the first one, number one, he retired. His name was Michael Bolton. Wasn't the guy with the the great voice and the long blonde hair. This is he retired in the middle of this investigation. And so now we have an acting IG. But I read his executive summary. I received the IG report. It is very weak. He doesn't really corroborate any of the officer statements, the numerous officers that investigated me and investigated me criminal. Now, the chief of police, Manger, says you were never under investigation. I beg to differ because you had criminal investigators talk to my staff. So that is a bullfaced lie. And Diaz, the officer that took the, the, the pictures of my whiteboard and my legislative priorities because he felt they were suspicious. Number uh-huh. one, he said that he he was taught in the police academy to take photos of that evidence. That is a bold-faced lie because when he went through the U.S. Capitol Police Academy, they didn't issue cell phones to officers. So there are a whole bunch of problems here with his report. It's very, very weak. He's acting IG. I don't think he wants to upset Nancy or the Capitol Police Board because I think he wants to be the permanent, obviously, uh, inspector general for the Capitol Police. So this guy, I've got all sorts of problems. I'm poking holes in his his report, and I'm not stopping, Lou. I'm I'm going after him. The truth needs to come out. And and what they did to me was was they violated my rights, Lou. There's no question about it. They violated my rights. The report is is just just lacks any type of accountability or integrity within the Capitol Police. And when I come up with my full statements and I'm reaching out to legal counsel, Lou, I will come on your show and we could spend an entire segment about the Capitol Police, January 6th, the invasion into my office, the invasion, Lou, into my office. Uh, We could spend a whole segment on this and I'd be more than happy to do it with you. And by the way, Congressman Nels was one of those standing up 
protecting, uh, I think is the correct word, our capital in the midst of it all. Uh, so I, I would be delighted, and the sooner the better. We would uh, we'd be honored to do it. And I'm uh, honored to have you on the broadcast today. Thanks for being with us on the Great America Show, Congressman. It is always great to talk with you, uh, and God bless you. Lou, you're a great American. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for being with us here today on the Great America Show. Tomorrow, our guest is Devin Nunes, the CEO of Truth Social, the social media platform founded by President Trump. Nunes is a former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and as such was one of the first to declare the Marxist Dems allegations of Russian collusion to be entirely a hoax, completely false. We'll be talking about all of that and more here tomorrow on The Great America Show with Devin Nunes. Please join us. Till then, God bless you and God bless America. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.